spirit gate, fear of God. What's interesting about this is that many people associate fear with the enemy. Now remember, you can be moved by fear or you can move in fear. By the grace of God, because we belong to God in Christ Jesus, and He is in us, and we are never separated. And that His Holy Spirit leads us and guides us and lives our lives. We never move in fear. However, we can be moved by fear. The fear of God is simply having complete reverence for God. Being in awe of what God did when He sent Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. Praise Jesus Christ. The fear of God is one of the greatest manifestations you can personally have in your relationship with God. The reason why I say that is because when you understand the grace and mercy of God to send Jesus, His only begotten Son, and when it's so personal that Jesus Christ came to this world to live a perfect life and to fulfill every law, that there's nothing lacking in what Jesus Christ did and that Jesus Christ went to the cross to carry your sins, to carry your shame, your iniquities, your pride, your wrongdoing, your sinful nature, your old man, your addiction, your depression, your abuse, you name it. Jesus Christ carried that on the cross. And when he laid his spirit down, that old man, that old self died with him. And when we die with Jesus Christ, now we are resurrected in Christ through Holy Spirit. See, Holy Spirit is in us now because God deposited his spirit in us. Holy Spirit now is in us. And Holy Spirit, as we've learned through studying the gates and studying the soul, the body, and studying the spirit now, we learn in the spirit gate of fearing God is an absolute wonderful manifestation of your relationship in God. Let me simplify that. I don't want to try to use big words. And Holy Spirit's telling me to just really, really simplify this. When you're so in love with God that you want nothing more than to have fellowship with Him, that you understand what hurts God, that you understand what makes Him happy, that you know exactly what he's calling you to do and you're obedient. And even on those moments, because we all fall short of the glory of God, don't let condemnation come in. When we fall, we know that Holy Spirit just loves us and corrects us and convicts us of what we have fallen short of. And what do we do? We repent. We face the cross because once again, in your relationship with God, you know what God went through. You know what Jesus went through on that cross. You know the separation that they endured. You know that Jesus laid his spirit down for you and I. And you know the reason why he said, because he wants us to be helped. He wants a helper to be in us so that we live abundantly, so that we live victoriously. So when you understand this fear, you just fall so in love with God because you want nothing more than to fellowship with Him, to rest in Him, to go and make disciples for Him, 
to spread the good news of Jesus Christ and how good and perfect our Father is, that, beloved, is the fear of God. So, Father, I just thank you for this spirit gate of fearing you. And, Father, I pray that whoever has ears to hear, that they hear this. That, Father, that we're in awe of everything that you have done to make us one with you, Father God, so that we have a voice, so that we have your heart, your spirit. And Father, we thank you that you sacrificed all that on the cross for us. And Father, thank you so much for this manifestation of the fear for you, Father, that we are never moved in fear, for that is the enemy. Because we know, Father God, as long as we are in Christ, which you are in us, and we are in Christ, and as long as we are in Holy Spirit being obedient to your word, Father God, that we know you are on our side, Father, and that there's nothing to fear. So we are in awe, Father God, of your goodness, your mercy, Father. We are in awe of how much you love us and continue to show us in your Holy Spirit and continue to reveal to us through fellowship, through our marriages, through our children, through our employers. Father, that you just show us favor in, in everything because, Father, this is you. And we just thank you so much, Father, for touching our spirit gate. That, Father God, that we know you in such a deeper way in reverence to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Spirit gate reverence hallelujah hebrews 12 verse 28 therefore since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken let us show gratitude by which we may offer to god an acceptable service with reverence and awe the definition of reverence is to show honor or respect that is felt for or shown to Praise God. So we covered as far as the fear of God and glory to God. That right there is just encompasses everything. Hallelujah. When you have that fear of God in your relationship with God and you know what Jesus Christ did, you know what God sacrificed, you look at God and you say, I receive your sacrifice, Father. I tear down that veil across my heart. You are in the Holy of Holies, Father, that I am not going to build up any barriers that sometimes our veil may be our flesh. Sometimes our veil may be our soul. But glory to God, when you talk about fear of God, it just completely tears that veil from the top to bottom. And we know the goodness and mercy of God. And when we know this, we have complete reverence. We honor and respect our Heavenly Father. We honor and respect Jesus Christ in what He did, in what He paid for. You could see Christ on the cross, bleeding out with all the lashes and everything, looking at you in the eyes. And you have that reverence because you said, I am no longer going to live this way. I'm going to live in fellowship with you. And then you, you're in reverence of Holy Spirit. You receive Christ. You're resurrected with Christ. And now you're in reverence of Holy Spirit. And you want nothing more than Holy Spirit to be in charge of your soul, of your body, of your spirit, giving you power from heaven, giving you victory in every situation, 
And I encourage you to embrace this reverence for God in awe of everything He has done. And it becomes so personal when you say, Jesus, you are my Lord, you died for me. Father, you love me so much, you sacrificed Jesus for me. Holy Spirit, you love me so much that you overflow in me and you go before me, preparing the way, stopping the enemy, confusing the enemy upon himself. I'm in awe of your glory, Father. I'm in awe of your love. I'm in awe, Father, of who I am in you, for I am yours. I am your holy chosen children. In Jesus' name, amen. Spirit Gate Prayer. In 2 Chronicles 7:14, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Prayer. Isn't it interesting that that is our spirit gate? And I'm not talking about a prayer to bless your food or when you go to sleep at night. That's great. Hallelujah. Praise God that you're thinking about God and praying over your food. I encourage that. Definitely pray over your food. And also before you sleep. That's awesome. But where I'm getting at is that prayer is a fellowship between you and God. Prayer is a moment where you just open up your heart you're renewing your mind in God you're thanking him for everything amen because that's what we do right we look at Jesus we think the thoughts of how much God loves us in Jesus even if you have to meditate on what Jesus went through or how Jesus ministered to you whether it's the woman at the well or the centurion guard you know, whoever it was, or whatever scene that was that you like to meditate on and you think about the goodness of our Heavenly Father and how Jesus Christ ministered to you, you're thinking on those thoughts and your heart is just falling in love with God. I mean, just falling in love with Him. And you know what? This is prayer, beloved. This is prayer. See, we've become so religious and so weird that, you know, we have to quote so many scriptures and we have to have an agenda and you know we're gonna out try to outdo the other person and you know that other guy he's he really knows a lot of scriptures so he must be very holy and have no sin and then this other person you know he's praying and he's just being weird because he's really loud and you know we just make it weird it's personal it's between you and our father in prayer you should find rest now hear me, prayer and rest is completely different, amen? Prayer, you're having conversation, you're talking, and it rest is you're just sitting in the presence of God. Hallelujah. You're just sitting, just spending time with our Heavenly Father. And no, I don't mean that you're sitting in your lazy boy, fast asleep. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually taking effort to sit in the presence of God. But see, I love what 2 Chronicles said. 
that if you humble yourself and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways, heaven's open. Glory to God. But what's that key word that we humble ourselves? We humble ourselves. And we just come to the Father as we are. We just come to the Father knowing that He's a good and perfect Father and that Jesus Christ lives in our heart and that we fall, we fail, we fail. We fall short of the glory of God. God knows this. But in our prayer, in our relationship with Him, we can continuously go to Him. And He's there to help us. He's there to strengthen us. Holy Spirit is there to take over. Holy Spirit should always be in charge. But those moments that we don't submit, those moments that we don't obey, those moments that we don't listen to Holy Spirit, it happens. Beloved, if you sit here and you think that it's, oh, it's never going to happen again, Joey. Brother Joey, you know, I've said so many prayers, I'm done with. No, hear me. There's only one perfect one. And that is Jesus Christ our Lord. And he lives in our heart. And it's that exchange that made us righteous in our Heavenly Father. That gave us that right standing. So in prayer, you just come. Just come as you are. Father, I love you. I am sorry, Father, of my evil ways. I am sorry, Father God, of my pride. I'm sorry, Father, that I'm stubborn, that I don't listen. I'm sorry, Father. He's already forgiven you. Father, I just seek nothing more than for Holy Spirit to be in charge. I seek nothing more than for Holy Spirit to bless me with abundant life to go before me to prepare the way. Father, that you shut the doors that I'm not to enter, that you open the doors, open the opportunities, Father, of your blessings, of your goodness and your mercy. But Father, shut those doors that the enemy tries to trip me up, tries to stare me. And I just thank you so much, Father, that Holy Spirit, you've already confused the enemy upon himself. You're already in my future. Hallelujah, you fixed my past. And you hold me in the present, and I just thank you so much, Father God, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Spirit gate worship. In Romans 12, verse 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to our Heavenly Father to show Him this proper worship. Now what does our bodies consist of? Soul, the Spirit, and your body. This is absolute worship to our Heavenly Father. You worship God in truth in spirit. The truth being Jesus Christ and spirit of course the Holy Spirit. And in order to worship Holy Spirit you must ensure yourself that you have contained every gate. That you have locked down every gate by the blood of Jesus Christ. 
that whatever doesn't belong in any of those gates, you have the power within. You don't have to obtain power. You don't have to obtain any favor. You don't have to obtain any kind of special prayer cloth or special conference or special whatever. See, the, the enemy has us twisted in thinking that we're powerless. But the faith, God faith, Jesus Christ himself lives in us. And the power of worship is in us in Holy Spirit. So when we come to this realization that, Holy Spirit, you are in charge. I worship you. You are everything, Holy Spirit. I don't want anything to do with my body, with my soul, with my spirit. I want to be obedient to you, Father God, and worship you with everything. Glory to God. You have just worshiped God with everything, what he calls the true and proper worship. Now you may say to me, Brother Joey, I sing songs. Oh, I got a song in my heart all the time. When I go to church, I'm singing, I'm raising my hands. I am praising him. You know what? Praise God, beloved. Praise God you're doing that. And I encourage you to continue doing that. But let me just address this one thing here. There is a difference between praise and worship. Let me repeat that. There's a difference in praise and there's a difference in worship. Praise is when you just want to just talk about God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Many children of God think that that's worship. Now here, let me, let me just share a testimony with you so that I can just, just show you as far as what I've personally gone through. I used to be one of those husbands that I would tell everybody, oh man, Trish is amazing. Yeah, Trish is great. She's so anointed. Man, Trish is just absolutely wonderful. You know what? Trish, she's so beautiful. And every time I see Trish, she makes me smile. Trish is the greatest wife any man can have. Trish is just God's favorite daughter. Trish is just out of this world. She's just so amazing. Trish is just incredible. Trish this, Trish that. But you know, anybody who knows my heart knows how much I love my wife and knows that everything I said is true without any sarcasm. But this is what I'm confessing to you. Years ago, I would say this to a bunch of church folks, right? To, to everybody in the public. I would just tell everybody, you know, when they got a little bit close to knowing us and knowing our relationship. But can I tell you, Behind closed doors, I did not spend any time with Trish. I didn't even tell her how beautiful she was. I didn't tell her how anointed she was. I never told her how, she, how happy she makes me, how she makes me smile when I see her. She doesn't even have to say anything, but she makes me smile. I never even told her that I appreciated everything that she did. See, the difference is, that in worship it's a relationship in worship it's a relationship between you and your spouse between you and your children between you and God and of course we know that above everything 
God is first. We love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Glory to God. We know this. I mean, that is our very being. That is every fiber of me. I am so in love with God. I feel alive when I'm talking to God, when, when we're having fellowship, when I'm resting in Him. When I'm doing podcasts, trying to encourage you and have Holy Spirit just flow through. There's nothing better than being in the presence of God our Father. In that absolute worship of spending time. But see the difference? If I continue to just praise, 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 and not have any time in worship, then what does that do to your relationship? What is the fruit of your relationship? And so I encourage you with this heart of worship that we come to the throne of mercy and grace, covered, clothed in the name of Jesus Christ, just covered by his blood, and just everything of Holy Spirit, just speaking in the Spirit, speaking in tongues, crying, groaning, However you do it, don't be weird. God's not weird. But you just say, Father, thank you so much. Father, thank you. And you're thanking God for everything that he has done in your life. You're thanking God for everything that he continues to do. From keeping you. And now you just allow Holy Spirit to minister to your heart. You just sit. And you just know, God is on my side. Hallelujah. When you live a life of worship, hallelujah, what happens is that you build your faith. You build your faith because you know the absolute truth. You know your identity in Jesus Christ. The spirit gate faith in Romans 10 verse 10. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. The definition of faith is simply strong belief or trust. Glory to God. So how do you believe? How do you trust? Is in a relationship with the living God, with Holy Spirit. So when you build this, this worship in your life, when you build this, and you're constantly going to the throne of God, just resting in Him, just worshiping, just praying, just praising God, just being so thankful in reverence to Him, and having the fear of God always in your heart, in awe of His goodness and His mercy. Oh my goodness, beloved, watch out. Your faith is the size of a mustard seed. Amen? Your faith will move mountains. Your faith, because your identity is in Christ. Christ is in you. Christ is faith. Christ is faith. And Holy Spirit is every action of God. So when you make this personal and you say, I believe, hallelujah, you're calling out Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I submit to you completely. Holy Spirit, you are in charge. Holy Spirit, my spirit, soul, and body is yours. That's belief. And when you speak the word, that is Jesus Christ in faith. Jesus is our faith. So when you live this life once again, with the fear of God in reverence of Him, in everything that He has done and continues to do in our life. When you're having a prayer life so strong and anointed that all you do is pray and you have conversations 
because you're in a relationship with the living God that our Father wants nothing more than to talk to you, to teach you, then you know that you're in a heart of worship, that your worship for Him is a living sacrifice because your complete body is sacrificed unto God. And now you're living in faith because you know that your identity is in Jesus Christ and that you could never be separated from that absolute identity. Beloved, my calling is to encourage you that when you are engrafted in Christ, Christ is in you. And when you know this, when you trust, when you believe, when you know your identity is in Christ, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. And you know that when you say this, you're not no longer reciting or trying to remember scripture and just babble on and on and on, being powerless. You are making that affirmation of who you are. And Holy Spirit goes. And the word doesn't return void. So I encourage you. I encourage you, beloved, that you meditate on your identity in our faith, in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Spirit gate hope. Glory to God. So when we know that we're overflowing in faith because Christ lives in us, does that not give you hope for your future? Does that not give you hope in your situation or circumstance? Glory to God. That is why this is a spirit gate and it's so important because enemy wants to creep into this gate of hope so that you have no hope, that you look at your situation and now you're just in a in a spiraling whirlwind of just nastiness and you're just spinning your wheels and and you're just trying to grab onto anything you anything you possibly can so you don't just get flushed down the drain well this is what I encourage you with rather than just grabbing whatever let's just fix our eyes on Jesus let's grab onto the absolute truth that God loves us and he's for us and that he sent us Jesus and we renew our minds in that and we think these thoughts that Jesus loves me so much he died for me. And so what does that do? It gives you a manifested hope in your situation. In 1 Peter 1 verse 3 it said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Praise God. So we talk about hope and we talk about how the enemy wants to creep into hope because the enemy doesn't want us to live the resurrected life in Jesus Christ see there's many Christians that's living a life with no power and they know exactly who Jesus Christ is they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior however they push their will on God and Holy Spirit is bound up in a chair and Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He won't fight or nothing because God doesn't push his will on you. So let me repeat that. There are Christians, there are children of God that have this same hope. But the hope was stolen and the enemy creeped into the spiritual gate because they don't live the resurrected life in Jesus Christ, allowing Holy Spirit to do the mighty works, the breakthrough. And so I just encourage you once again that when we fellowship with God and that we worship Him for who He is, that we build up our faith, knowing our identity in Christ, and that we know that we have hope. We don't look at situations like 
the rest that have no hope and that they lean to their understanding of the circumstance or situation or they're in desperate need and, and they're panicking and everything else just as this world state is in right now. We don't do that because our world, our citizenship is with our Father and that's the absolute truth. Amen? Spirit gate discernment. Praise God. Philippians 1, verse 9 through 10. And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. Spirit gate discernment defined is the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. Obscure meaning not well known, not known to most people. That is the skill of discerning. Discerning is a spiritual gift from Holy Spirit and it's an amazing gift and some people are amazing at that gift because of their time and relationship with our Heavenly Father. And it's beautiful because Holy Spirit cares for every situation. Holy Spirit will give you discernment on every situation. Whether it's simple actions throughout the day or even to the biggest business deals or, or big career changes, Holy Spirit will give you discernment. And along with that discernment, Holy Spirit will go before you and prepare the way to give you even clearer vision and focus on God. Now see, all of this can just be in Chinese or Japanese right now if you don't have Holy Spirit. And if you don't, then just stop and then back up and then play this thing again. Just start from the beginning. Actually, just go ahead and start from the very first podcast. And I don't say that being mean. I just don't want you living a life with no power. We felt Holy Spirit moving. And when Holy Spirit was moving, that's why we didn't really say anything about Holy Spirit. We just felt the Spirit moving. You know what? I'm just tired of this. All right, let's just call it out. Let's just let's just rebuke this in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? We must worship God in Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord. Bottom line. So I'm tired of Christians making this so weird that you know they get so emotional on a Sunday morning and the music is great and oh wow, I really feel spirit moving. You know what? Do you even know? Do you know if it's Holy Spirit or do you know if it's just your emotions? I mean, I'm, I have to be bold because this is it. You want to have the gift of discerning, but yet you're making the wrong and wrong choices over and over and over again. The sad part is it's the same wrong choices. By the grace and mercy of God, it doesn't matter how many wrong choices you make. But if you expect different results and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, that, beloved, is the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. We know this. And if you don't, praise God. You know this now. Something has to change. And Holy Spirit's inside 
just waiting for you to just completely submit and surrender. To renew your mind in Him. That by the blood of Jesus Christ, gates just start shutting down. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's in charge. Spirit gate revelation. In Matthew 5 verse 8, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Revelation defined an act of revealing or communicating divine truth. Something that is revealed by God to humans. Glory to God. We all want revelation, knowledge, wisdom, revelation, word. We all want that. But isn't it amazing that we all want that, but then to spend time with God, to have fellowship with our Heavenly Father, that's a whole nother story, right? And it's weird because you have a lot of religious folks that, that claim they have all this end time revelation and they have revelation for this, revelation for that. But then the moment when the subject comes to Holy Spirit, exactly, right? We've become so weird. And by the grace and mercy of God, I still have church family, brothers and sisters in Christ, filled with Holy Spirit, that spend time with God, talking to God, bouncing everything off of God, everything. Even through turmoil, even through situations and circumstances that are beyond our control, that we don't understand, we question, we ask God why. They're drawing close to God, not running away. They're drawing to Him because they know that God, you are so good and so full of grace and mercy and that Jesus Christ, your power is in me. And Holy Spirit, I call upon that power. Help me. These are my family that I'm talking about, my church family. And we have folks like this that are so filled with the Spirit that they want nothing more than to spread the gospel, to go out, to reach the lost, to lay hands on people, and to watch them get healed, and to talk about Jesus Christ, not to just talk about Him, but to tell everybody the good news. This, beloved, is revelation. This is revelation of God's love for you. This is revelation that God created everything so that you have this opportunity to spend time with Him. Glory to God. So the question is, beloved, will you spend time? We've went into extreme depths and detail of the body gate, of the soul gate, and now of the spirit gates. And the reason why we've went this deep is because there's many of us suffering. There's many of us that's holding on to something that don't belong. And in the name of Jesus Christ, through the anointing of Holy Spirit, through the words that we speak right now, God heals you in that area. And God brings deliverance upon you and cleans out the temple of Holy Spirit in Jesus Christ's name. So we talk about spiritual gates and the importance of keeping these gates not only secure by the blood of Jesus Christ, but asking Holy Spirit to clean out these gates. 
And here's the reason why. Let's do a recap. However, the way I like to do recaps and the way I like to allow Holy Spirit to minister to us is that I want to expose the enemy. I want to expose the attacks of the enemy. Because I, I, I know as Christians, we tend to get so prideful that, oh, I know that scripture. Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, yeah, I know that already. Well, beloved, I hate to say this, but you're insane. Because if you know that, you know this and you know that, but you're having the same result that is not of God, that's insanity. And praise Jesus, if you decide to turn off this podcast now, God's still chasing after you. But if you want to fight, if you want to stand firm and fight, let's go over this and expose the enemy. We're talking about the fear of God as a spiritual gate. So the spiritual gate, fear of God, if you do not have this fear of God, then what happens is, is that you now have fear of the enemy. Even atheists will have fear of enemy. Or you will be like a tree hugger and have fear for the world, whatever it is, you will have fear of something else that once you have fear of that thing, it's no longer moved by fear because that's what the power God gives us in Christ Jesus through his Holy Spirit power is that fear doesn't move us. We are not moved in fear. We can be moved by fear as we learned in the story of Noah as he built the ark. But if you choose not to fear God and you fear something else, now you are in fear. So what happens now when that enters your spiritual gate? Well, you have no reverence for God. And the reverence actually that you do have is for this world, situations, circumstance, economy, politics. You have that kind of reverence for your world because this now is your reality. Your prayer life, you may pray and bless your food. You may pray before going to sleep. You may pray over your children. And brother, sister, I encourage that. Beloved, I encourage that. I am not talking down on any type of prayer. Our Father God wants you to come boldly to his throne of mercy and and grace. Our Father God wants you to come boldly to the throne of mercy and grace, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ through the power of his Holy Spirit. We know this. But think about this. You don't have the fear of God. Your reverence is not for God. It's for this world now. So what is your prayer life going to look like? Your prayer life is not necessarily going to be of one in God. It's going to be of one of works. It's going to be of, oh, Father, I pray that you would do this for me. And don't get me wrong. That is fine to ask God for those type of things. Ask, 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 ask. But where is the authority in knowing your righteousness in what Jesus Christ paid for on the cross? And then what happens to that now? Because you're losing your identity in your right standing in that divine exchange that Jesus Christ paid for on the cross for you. So what happens to your worship? Your worship to God. Are you worshiping God or are you worshiping the boat on the lake? I'm not, I have nothing against the boat on the lake. Hear my heart. And for those of you who personally know me, you know what I mean. I'm not, I have nothing against those type of things. I have nothing against all the blessings of God. As long as those blessings don't compete with God. So what happens though? 
Is your worship life in your spirit? Is your spirit healthy at this point? Because we already went through the spiritual gates of fearing God, of reverence, of prayer. Now we're at worship. And is your worship life fulfilling Holy Spirit? I mean, is it? You're the only one that can answer that. I'm not going to judge you. But if your fruit shows that you're worshiping, you know, chasing these things, chasing down that thing, and you're just too busy, and you, you, you never have time for God, and it's all about you, and you never want... You hear my heart? So what happens with your worship life when you start living that way? You're torn because now other gates are open for this world. Correct? And so where is your faith now? Your faith is in your doing. Your faith is in you. Your faith is in your things. Your faith may still be in God. You, you may say as you're listening as well, Brother Joey, I still have Jesus Christ as my Lord, but I'm still trying to get a grasp on this Holy Spirit deal. All right, for one, brother, stop and go back and listen. Actually, go back a few podcasts and listen because it's a package deal. We cannot be saved by Jesus Christ and not have Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I don't say that talking down on you. I speak that into your spirit because Holy Spirit is just sitting down because your flesh, your soul, and your spirit are so strong and it's not submitting to Holy Spirit. So your faith is in yourself, right? So then where is your hope now? Because you're building your faith in your things, in your capabilities, in your understanding, in what you know. It's all head knowledge now, right? Because that's what you're you're renewing your mind in that. And so what happens when you renew your mind in that? Your heart follows, and that's what you're in love with, right? So now, the spirit gate, hope, what happens to your hope? Your hope is destroyed because your hope now is in this world, is in this earthly things. So what happens when the enemy puts something in your life? that steals, kills, or destroys, what happens now? You're going to try grasping for hope, but your hope is not in tune because you have no faith. Your faith is lacking because you have no worship life. Your worship life is honestly not there because you're not having a relationship talking to God in prayer. Come on now. There's no reverence there because you haven't talked to God. So there's no reverence and you don't fear God because you basically are living in fear in something else. Once again, this is to expose this garbage enemy that has no creative power. It's the same garbage over and over and over again. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit's anointed this. Holy Spirit's all over this. Hear me now. Glory to God. Hear me now. Just receive it in your spirit. Renew yourself. Fall in love with Jesus. He paid for this. So then you look at how this is a domino effect of everything that has transpired because there's now no more hope. So now you're making decisions because now you're in panic mode. You're making decisions after decision. What happens now? The next spirit gate is discernment. There is no discerning because now you're just grabbing whatever you can grab because you're getting flushed down the toilet and you don't know what's happening anymore because you put everything you got in this fear in this world. And then you ask for revelation, and the only revelation that you're getting is worldly revelation of what other people tell you. You're looking at dead-ed religion. You're looking at non-spirit-filled Christians. You're listening to non-spirit-filled preaching or teaching. And only Holy Spirit is our teacher. 
Glory be to God. Holy Spirit gives me everything to say. Thank you, Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm just going to echo it. And you cannot submit yourself to that because now your revelation comes from non-spirit fellowship. So you see how this cycle keeps repeating itself to the point where it just breaks down every gate in your body and in your soul. So when the enemy attacks this way, what is the fruits of the spirit? Well, the fruits of the spirit is hate, anger, frustration, short temper, mean. I know I said hate, but just nastiness. No faith whatsoever, just wavering, back and forth, double-mindedness, and just being really harsh and cruel, and just going whatever which way the wind blows, being a people pleaser. That is that kind of fruit that that produces when the enemy is allowed in those gates. Now, of course, by the grace of God, hallelujah, we know Holy Spirit is ready is there you just surrender it and Holy Spirit will manifest himself in your spirit in your soul in your body and of course we all know the scripture in Galatians 5 and 23 the fruit of the Spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control against such things there is no law glory to God I pray that this ministers to you. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord, in God's sacrifice for us, so that we have fellowship with God in Holy Spirit. I pray right now that your ears open up, that the scales fall off your eyes, that if you never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, beloved, glory to God, this is the time right now. Let's not waste another second. Pray this out with me. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I am sorry for my sins. I repent and ask you, Lord Jesus, to be the Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Make your home in me. I am one with you. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Father, for filling me with your Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, by your power, I ask you to clean your temple. For I am no longer a slave, for I live the resurrected life. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Praise God, I thoroughly enjoyed this Temple Gate series. I am so blessed and honored and how Holy Spirit just ministered to us in so many ways. I'm just extremely thankful. It's amazing when you just meditate on what Jesus Christ endured on that cross. Yes, he lived a perfect life. But then when you meditate on Holy Spirit, God, Jesus manifested in one. And that's what was sacrificed on the cross for you and me. And I just want to encourage you once again that you are never alone. If you pray that prayer, you are sealed for eternity. 
by God's Spirit. That's what the blood of Jesus Christ purchased for you and I. I'm just so grateful to be able to expose the enemy and his plans of attack. And I encourage you that the enemy, as long as you are in Jesus Christ, has no authority, no dominion over you. And here in my heart, God will never push his will on you. He is so merciful. He is so loving that he'll keep chasing you down. He's in hot pursuit over you. That's what his word says. So I pray once again that this message encouraged you. Please check out all of our other podcasts. It's all about Jesus Christ, our Lord, the only way to the Heavenly Father, our Father, and the power, the anointing of Holy Spirit. And once again, I love you. I am thankful for you. Please keep us in prayer here at God's Hand Ministries. Thank you so much again for your prayers. Thank you for your support, for your love. And thank you so much for submitting to Holy Spirit, for just coming to God, admitting, I'm wrong. Father, I'm wrong, you're right. Father, help me. I want everything that you paid for on the cross. Help me. Thank you. In Jesus' name.